All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs, the podcast. Uh, we got two goats in the building. One has been up here already, and then he came back and bought his friend goat. Bought his lamb. <laughs> <laughs> the lamb. We like to welcome Coach, recently retired, and as well as uh, just recently inducted to the Chicago Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Coach Thank Rob you. Smith. Thank you. And he bought his friend, the other goat. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> uh, head coach of uh, Whitney Young over 20 years, Coach Tyrone Slaughter. Hey, I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, no, I, haven't, I haven't been able to get here on my own, so Rob was kind enough to bring me in. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, no, it's good. I, I, but but I'm happy to be here. I'm happy no, to be in studio. No, you know what? I, I accept that. We had, a, we had a nice conversation on the telephone and, um, you know, we was going to get you invited up here. And um, then, you know, Rob reached out and was like, hey, I bring time. It's like, cool. We can kill like 15 birds with one stone. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Um, so, before we get into the questions, like, I, you know, we, we read out off all of Coach Rob's, you know, tremendous uh, accolades as a coach. Um, you've been coaching over at Winnie Young for over 20 years? Give or take, yeah, between sophomore and varsity. I think I'm on my 17th varsity year. And so I had some stints before that as a sophomore coach before getting fired. So, um, you know. Hey. So, wait, you got fired as the sophomore coach at Whitney Young? Oh, yeah. I and was, then became yeah. the head coach of Whitney Young? <laughs> well, I got fired. I won a city championship. I beat Rob in the city championship at the United Center in front of 20,000 people. Then the next year, we made it to the Elite Eight, and my head coach, um, he, he decided that he should let me go, and so they let me go. I was gone for two years. I returned after about a year and a half, two years, and was a sophomore coach, won a sophomore city championship again, and then the subsequent year, the uh, head coach who was there before, he wanted to do something else in business, and the principal asked if I'd be willing to do it, and it's you know it's been a... a an incredible run ever since. So about about twenty about twenty one years in total coaching, but seventeen years as the varsity coach. And you have four state championships. Unfortunately, I only have three. I would oh, have three. had four had Rob not beat me the one time. Okay, so you won in ninety seven, oh eight. No, not not ninety seven. That ninety eight was Coach Stan. I won in uh, nine. 13 No, 9, 14, and 17 yeah, 17, okay nine, 14, My apologies, my yeah. apologies Okay No, no, I'll take it If you can get it in the book I'll, I'll do I'll, I'll, I'll reach out I, I will take it You will take it? Oh, absolutely Okay um, my, my my very first question Before I get into my actual questions The the first thing that I noticed About the both of y'all Like, y'all are like To be two of Chicago's Most successful coaches Albeit adversaries on the sidelines Like, y'all are really good friends That's yeah, pretty that- that's pretty dope from where I'm from. Yeah, it's 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 kind of different here too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it's basketball. And I think sometimes we get it mixed up and we take it personal with each other and it's just basketball at the end of the day. And somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. And um of course, you know, we we both want to win. We both want to beat each other when mm-hmm. we're on those sidelines. It's not it's not personal. I mean, um when he wins we talk about what I should have did or what I could have did or what they did to beat us, vice versa. You know, sometimes, I mean, he kind of grew up a little bit. Used to take him two or three days. I had to wait before I call him. But <laughs> now I can call him. I, I used to, the last couple of years, I can call him right after the game. Right after the game? Was, yeah. 
Yeah. But if he wins, he's out eating steaks. And then oh, he can, and I'll, I'll get right in touch with him. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you beat him. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think really when people see it, I think we kind of, our, our careers, with a little exception, kind of mirrored each other. We were both sophomore coaches at one time. Yeah. I think he got tapped to be a head coach maybe I think two yeah. or three years before me. And then I went on to be a head coach. And we were, at one point, we were adversaries in relations to the coaching thing, but it was never personal for mm-hmm. us. It was never personal. And then as we started to evolve and he went on to win championships, and it, it, and it, it, was, it was fun. And I always tell people, we always chase Simeon. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they were the, the gold standard mm-hmm. of basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if you want to be considered a good program, you've got to either beat them or you have to be in that same conversation. And so much of that had to do with Rob. And, and so that's, that was what our friendship was for. Not, you know, a lot of these guys, I think, unfortunately, they see people competing and they think, like he said, it has to be adversarial. It doesn't have to be adversarial. Like he said, once it's over, I'll never get one of the, 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 the conversations we had. It was actually in the Chicago League Classic. We had played them. I think we had played them and in the hotel. I'm coming into the hotel room and I've I heard you curse on here so I can say something. Oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming down the escalator. Rob is coming inside and he says, shit, Terry, you got to do something about your goddamn zone offense. Motherfucker, what are you talking about? You just beat me. But he was right. Our zone offense was trash and, and we had never really looked at it but we had just, we had just played. He had just won and he, he said something to me that made me recognize that, yeah, we actually have to focus on doing something on our on our zone offense. And we, we've gotten better at it. We're still not perfect, of course, but that that's a friendship. I mean, that, oh, that, that's a friendship. If, if, <clears throat> if he weren't my friend or if I wasn't his friend, he would just let me keep on not being good on zone right. offense. And, and, you know, so I think a lot of people misunderstand us, I think, because he's got a million state championships and has traveled <laughs> all over the country and has all these NBA players. But he really is. I tell, I tell guys when I talk to him, he's probably one of the smarter guys that I've come around. You know, he doesn't talk a lot in public, but, like, because we're on this group together, we always talk and we're always communicating and I hear him in the meetings and, and the things that he says are impactful and, you know, so uh, I like smart people. I like people that challenge me and that make me better and he has clearly done that. So, yeah, so I, I consider him my friend. I'm happy that he's retired now. Just enjoy retirement. Retire. Yes, enjoy so, you, so, you, so, you can, so you can leapfrog him? No, no, I don't think about that. I don't think about the, <laughs> the, the, the four championships I would have to get. Right, right. <laughs> uh, my, I, I'm just kind of curious. It's a two-part question. My first question is, when did you guys realize, like, Y- y- y'all were f- friends Like damn You know you know, This motherfucker's actually alright And my second part Of that question is like You know When y'all became friends Other than basketball What else do you guys Have in common <laughs> Probably nothing <laughs> It's funny you say that Because um, To the second part Of your question mm-hmm. Is when we really During the pandemic uh, We 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 kind of revamped our whole houses together. <laughs> I mean, he's at his house, revamping his house, and I'm, I'm at mine, but we're talking about stuff, and it's it's funny, he's at home depot, and he's saying, oh, they got these lights, lights on sale. You need to get some. So I go to Home Depot and get the lights, and I mean, he's fixing his bathroom, and I'm fixing stuff in my basement. It just was, I mean, that whole pandemic thing just brought us probably a little bit closer than mm. when we were. Mm. You know, um, he has his, life outside of basketball and I have mine outside of basketball uh, I, I honestly it's funny because when we was in New York it was probably the first time that we actually went to dinner together mm-hmm. just 
us too, us just, too yeah. just with nobody else around. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, our friendship is more over the phone or in relation to some type of business mm. more than it is uh, just buddy-buddy. Hanging, hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah, so got you, got you. more than that. Um, Coach Lauder, name your Mount Rushmore of high school coaches. So I knew you were going to answer that question. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you were going to answer that question. You know, I, I think when we talk about Mount Rushmore, there's, there's no way that you can't have the guy who's won six state championships. It's not even like, oh, let's have a debate about it. If if you won six state championships, you have to be on that on that on that on that wall. So and and and, I, and I've seen that ep- episode. So does it have to be like present day coaches, or do you get to go? All the way through. It's your list. Mm-hmm. It's your and list. And how many do we get to put on the on Mount Rushmore? Well, uh, Mount Rushmore only has four, so okay. you do four. I'll give you an extra one. No, no, I don't want an extra one. No, okay, no, all extra right. One. I, I need four. So I, I think when really when you look at it, you know, and, and there'll be people that will have a debate about who it is, who it is, sure. and who it should be. But I think, of course, Rob has to be on there. Mm-hmm. I think his predecessor would definitely have to be on there because he paved the way for so many young guys. That'd be Coach Hambrick, and then the, the gentleman who I came to coaches removed from George Stanton. And again, if, and I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of those people are from the same kind of a coaching tree. Um, and, and then I, I think. It might be controversial to some, but I think when you look at it at the end of the day, um, it, it, it's just what it is. And, and, and you have to kind of put him on there. You have to put him on there. <sighs> maybe maybe I will take four. I'll, okay. I will take four. Because I'll take um, what was, uh, uh, Dwayne McClain down at, um, at uh, Peoria. Okay. You have to put him on there. And then I would have to put... Um, Landon Cox on there, you know, for the things that he has done. And, and there, there are so many great coaches, I think, but for me, a large part of being on, a, on, on that mountain is you have to have won championships. And you, you, you because how else do we really measure? Because all of the coaches produce great players, all mm-hmm, of the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the coaches teach the game of basketball. All of the coaches care about their kids, but there has to be a point of differentiation. And I think winning state championships that that has to that has to say something. It has to say something. So I think those would be the guys that that I would put on that Mount Rushmore. And I know there are people that I've missed, and that others would say, "Oh, he should be on there." And people will be mad at me because I didn't name a, a present day coach. But at the end of the day. Um, that's and if you look at that list, all of those guys are not coaching anymore. Rob being, you know, the newest not to be coaching, and I think Mount Rushmore should not be consistent necessarily of those of us that are still in the game. I agree with that. Meaning, I feel like particularly when it comes to the both of you specifically, that some of the new coaches, um, however good that they are, and even some of the ones that's kind of like right behind y'all on the way out, is that. It's Particularly with the new ones, they they need to be, they need a little bit more under their resumes before they can kind of be considered. I mean, some of them are on that mountain, but some of them, you know, they're not there yet to be chiseled out in that, and you know, as far as as far as that go. Um, when you guys, other than coaching against each other, I know some of those battles have been legendary. You guys had some legendary coaches, but uh, to the both of you, who has been other than each other, like some of your most like revered uh, opponents when it comes to coaching that you guys can remember like some of those games and some of those coaches that you kind of had those 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 great games against I mean it's funny because um <clears throat> I, I we had more battles when we was coaching JV <laughs> than we did when we was coaching varsity mm-hmm. we had a great group of young coaches uh, at that time 
and we were competitive. We were at every gym playing against each other. Uh, you had the Morgan Park with, with Craig over there. Mm-hmm. You had Lauren Jackson was still coaching JV right at that time. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Vince Carter was still at Von Steuben. Uh, Mike Oliver had just left when it went up to varsity, so that uh, Bowie, Bowie was over there. Was over there yeah. I mean, it was it was every every night, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for JV. When we got to varsity, for me and my league was Craig had moved up and Lauren had moved up, but for me to I mean, besides you know the Whitney Young, Simeon going back and forth was was Morgan Park with with Nick. That mm-hmm. that was that was special, and um, Nick did a great job of publicizing it mm-hmm. to make it be something that. The whole city, some people around the country, country. want to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was good, and it was a friendly rivalry between us. You know, we, I mean, we got to sometimes where we got really heated because neither one of us wanted to lose right, to each other. Right, right. And I, I mean, me and Ty talk about this all the time. I mean, Nick Irvin is one of the best coaches that ever coached in Illinois. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just go home and say you about to play Morgan Park and just go to sleep. You had to do some work. <laughs> I mean, because he could really coach. He knew his X's and O's. And he had our stuff together. So, um, and you didn't want to lose to him. You didn't. I mean, no, you didn't want to lose to him because he, he gonna let you know. He gonna let you know, right? Yeah, you did not want to lose to him, and that that was it. So, I missed that that part of it. I missed. Um, and I, I mean, me and him talked about some of the reasons why I stepped away, and that's part of one of them is the challenge of you know who, who's gonna bring this out of you every night you know and I started to see that this wasn't the fact of people bringing it out of you every night and and it had nothing to do with talent because sometimes we had more talent than Morgan Park but he still brought the best because he knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. you know and then some of it you just go to the games and hey either your X's and O's or or your talent is going to win the game Mm -hmm. because the other person on the other side is not equipped (laughs) <laughs> to even make you challenge, you right. know. So, why well, continue to do that and let these guys kind of learn what they what they need to do? But I, w- I would say definitely Morgan Park and Nick Ir- Nick Irvin when okay. he was there. How about you, Coach? Yeah, I, I think to to Rob's point, Nick I, and we, like you said, we talk about it all the time, and we've talked about. We actually did a podcast oh, yeah. doing uh, exactly. doing COVID the three of us, and people all say, "Oh, we didn't know you." Well, we all got along. It, it just it was competition, and everybody enjoyed coaching. And to, to this point, you, you couldn't just show up the night before and say, "Oh, we play Morgan Park. Oh, we're good." No, no, you had to be prepared for what Nick was going to do. Not only was he a good X and O guy, he was always going to run a lob after a timeout, and uh, <laughs> and and he motivated his guys, and then people would see the antics on the sideline and they wouldn't they wouldn't understand it but he did a great job doing what he did and his kids played for him and at the end of the day that's really what it's all about I think for me um in my conference it would have been Lou when he was at Orr because you know he was another guy who did a phenomenal job in getting his guys ready to play every game they played hard they played for him he was interesting I went to college with him so I've known him for many many years um and it was his teams were prepared to play, but I think the one that I have had over the years like tremendous battles. And if you go back and you look through the schedules and the and the and the standings, it was Mike Oliver at Curie. Literally, we would win one year, and then he would win the next, and then we would win the next. And we kind of have a running joke that it's your year now mm. or it's my year. And we've had some end of buzzer beater games. We've had some last second games. We've had some four overtime games. We've done it all, and it was. You know, he, he does a great job of what he gets. You know, if you look at his rosters historically, they, they're not loaded with high major Division One players, 
but he has a lot of good guys that play really, really hard, and they execute the things that he wants done, and uh, he coaches the hell out of them, and, and they perform, and we've and they're in our section, so we kind of invariably always see them somewhere in the line mm-hmm. uh, as a team that we're going to have to play in. So I, I enjoy that. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I know back when we, when we started the – quote-unquote super conference, I had advocated, let's just put all of, quote-unquote, the best teams in one conference. Because when you look at our schedules historically, I know myself and Rob, we travel all over the country Mm -hmm. playing some of the best teams in the country. Let's keep doing it. I I enjoy going to practice every day knowing that we got to dial in to play versus going to practice and say we're going to play X team, oh yeah, they haven't won a game in Chicago all year, mm. so nobody's really dialed in. So um, that, that's kind of yeah, I, I'd say those are the ones that I enjoyed competing with the most. So like I said, aside from uh, Simeon, what goes into the selecting of creating a national schedule? Um, a lot of it really is relationships um, okay. and where you want to go play. Uh, for us. <clears throat> If the phone rings and we think it's a good thing, we're going. Mm. Uh, I've, I've never turned down to play Oak Hill or Mount Verde or Finley Prep when they were in existence mm. and none of those guys. We, we're going to play because um, I thought that we can compete. Mm. Did I always think we can win? Probably not, but I thought we can compete. Mm. And I wanted to show that we had just as much talent here in Chicago versus everybody over the country. Um, and that's what we did. I mean, we won some of those games. We lost some of those games. But, I mean, I think it's only one time we played Finley Prep all while on, on national TV and uh, we got embarrassed. But uh, other than that, we either won those games or we were right there to win. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people outside of Illinois started to um, respect us. Like, man, y'all coming to play. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we respect ducking. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. respect that. And we both, I mean, me and him know other guys who coach him may not know. Some of them guys duck. <laughs> they duck. They don't. I mean, we we're going everywhere to play. Mm-hmm. We're planning in there, and we're going to Florida if you want to play. Mm-hmm. We we plan you wherever. Them guys don't want to come to Chicago and play. Oak Hill has not been here since Derrick Rose and beat him in two thousand seven. And he said he would not come back. He felt like he he got cheated, but I don't think that was the case. Mm-hmm. I thought we were better than them that night. Now, had we played them three or four more times, they might have been better than us. But that night. We I was clicking on all cylinders, and right. it was hard. It was it was going to be hard for anybody to beat us that night. Mm. We were just that's how good we were that night. Mm. But um, I think it's 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 a lot got to do relationships. A lot of it does, and uh, not being afraid to go play. And but you still have to be realistic. You have to be realistic. So that's even for us now with the classic. Like Mount Verde calls every year. Hey, we want to come. We want to come. But who could they play here? Meaning there's nobody good there's nobody enough. Here, there's nobody here good enough. We, I, well, I, I joke about this all the time. We, we could put all of our guys together and we probably wouldn't be good enough to beat them. Mm. From all the teams. We just pick it and we right, probably right, still right. wouldn't be good enough to beat them. We could compete with them that way, but we probably wouldn't be good enough to beat them. So why come in and have a game that's 20, 30 point blowout? Who wants to see that? That's just how good they are. And we got to respect it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no knock on what we have. It's just how good they are. And and we have to, but they, but they're doing what you're saying. Like they're collecting all the talent from all over the country. Yeah, but and, and they've been doing that. But we was able. We had so much talent that we were able to do that locally. Gotcha. That 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 has diminished. Our talent can't compete with that. Locally. Is it because our talent is leaving? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Some of them guys could have stayed here. We still. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it is. I mean, 
I don't like I told you last I don't yeah. coach no more I'm yeah. gonna tell you the truth right, right. Shit, we just not good enough yeah. right now that's my personal now we're catching up yeah we're definitely catching levels. up I learned our younger levels are getting yeah, I, right. I, I, we're, we're, cat, we're, we're catching up I was just talking to him and I, then I let him chime in I was just in Texas over the weekend at uh, May Hoops okay and um, the talent level wasn't like it was three or four years ago when I was there and I'm like oh they Nah, they sliding off like we slid off. It's it's coming around again. So everybody go through their cycles. Everybody goes through, yeah. yeah. So now our younger kids are, are are really good, and that's why I started my academy with the younger kids to try to help boost them to get to that level. Okay. Uh, what about what goes into your? So I, I'll tell you, and, and again, so much of what we'll say will be the same because oh, yeah. it's, it's 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 thought out the same. I, but for me, one of the one of the clear distinctions that I always like to make when people talk about national schedules, it's a distinction. It's a distinction with going out of town and playing a national schedule. Some people go out of town to play a team, and they say, "Oh, <laughs> we're playing a national schedule." Well, okay, let's take a look at this team. They don't play anybody else national. National schedule really comes out to when you're playing in national events and or teams that play other national recognized teams. Teams are going to be in the top 20s and whatever the rankings are, that might be in the top 30 or whatever, or that have other players that are national level players. Somebody to go out of town does not suggest that you're playing a national schedule. Okay. So I wanted, I wanted to make sure we got that on the record so that we're clear because I hear it all the time and, and everyone says, oh, we play the toughest schedule in the state. Well, no, you don't. You may have gone to Indiana twice. To Wisconsin twice, but that that doesn't say you play the toughest schedule. I mean, I hope y'all listening. He talking to y'all. Oh, and it is what it is. I, I'm not again. I I just have to be honest, and they know and they know the facts. Yeah, of course. Um, I tell people to to his point again about Mount Verde. I played Mount Verde three years ago. They had four guys drafted in the first round of the of the uh, of the NBA uh, in the draft. Mm-hmm. They had four guys on the team drafted. They had a a five star coming off the bench. They had two five stars coming off the bench. You know, we we lost by twenty five to the team. Man, we got to play harder. We got to do better to the coaches. Man, we played we played great today. <laughs> well, when we look at the roster, they were beating other people by forty. We did play better. And 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 to Rob's point. There's no ducking, and I think the relationships that you forge with people across this country, when you go to their events, you play hard, you show up, you, you, your kids are solid kids, and you've got good players, mm-hmm. people continue to invite you back, right. because the event, the events want to have good teams, right. good program, good competition, good competition yep. and good stewards of the game, and I think that's what we've always done. To the to the same to the same point, when we started the classic, I know we're going to talk about that at some point. That's how we started because of our relationships across the country, picking up the phone and calling Modern Day, the winningest coach in the country, calling DeMath, a world-renowned program, and said, hey, would you come to Chicago? We got an event. And what did they say? Yes. And did we have anything? Did we have airline tickets? No. Did we have a venue? No. Did we have... A hotel, no, but we had we had a vision and we had a relationship because of what we had forged over the years, and and so playing on that national level. So I think that's what goes into uh, national level scheduling. And for me, I everything I do is geared towards March. You know, I I'm not as concerned about the wins in the sense that I, I'm always trying to win, but I know I take some losses sometimes that others may not take. Mm. But it makes us better at the end of the year, I believe, and, and it has shown, and it, it has been pretty beneficial for us. And, and to piggyback off that, too, um, some of these events, they only invite you if you have national ranked players. Mm-hmm. We traveled all over the country last year with not one player in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Goes back to the relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship that I had with the people from ESPN. Hey, you're retiring. 
we're going to have you guys come on and play on ESPN for your last go around. That was a relationship, not because we had a top 100 kid. The team that we played against had a top 100 kid. He's probably going to be drafted. He went to Michigan State. He was top five uh, kid in the country last year. Mm-hmm. So just those relationships. So for younger coaches, if, if you're listening, make sure you, you build relationships with these guys and make sure that you um, ask some questions and trying to figure out how to get into these relationships. You having these camps for these kids, have you thought about doing a type of camp like that for the coaches? Like where it's like relationship building, it's, you know, kind of like financial literacy, how to <laughs> maybe how to build a relationship with a particular shoe brand. Have you thought about doing a camp like that for coaches? And do you think they ate a ton? Well, we talked about it, but I don't, I don't know how <clears throat> well it'll be attended. That's, that's, I don't want to put myself into something that is not going to be attended. Mm. Uh, I had a couple of people say, well, guys be intimidated to, to ask yourself or, you know, talk to you. Um, but I go back, I talked to Coach Redman. I wasn't intimidated. I wanted to learn. Mm. I talked to Coach Cox. Coach Redman was one of the best X and O's guys in the country besides Coach Hamrick to me. So when Coach Hamrick passed, I had to go to him. And he would come, I mean, Coach Redman was at my practice for he would come twice a week and run the plays that he was giving me. Mm. Coach Cox, he, how do you manage? How how are you managing? How, how did you manage all this talent? Mm. I had to learn, figure that out. Right. How, how do you manage? How did you manage this? How did this go? I wasn't afraid to ask him because I wanted to win and I wanted to know how to do this. Piggybacking off of that, because <clears throat> we talked about that when you were here. Like, how do you manage that top talent when it comes to, and in particular. In this day and age, when you have social media, their peers, obviously their parents who think they know more than the next, like how do you manage that? Yeah, I'm still coaching, so I can't speak on parents. Um, he's not. I let him do all parent talking. But but I think but I think the. the, the, the <laughs> The biggest thing, I think, at the end of the day, is you have to have relationships. I think all of this, if we talk about basketball for an hour or two hours, relationships keep coming back. Relationships and honesty. I think if you're honest with, with, with the student athletes and you're honest with the uh, the team, I think ultimately it works out. It, it, it's not always received well by all of the other ancillary people around the game, mm-hmm. but if you have ju- good, honest relationships with the kids and, and you do what you say and say what you do, I think it generally works out. I mean, it's not easy because it, it's a constant conversation. It's mm-hmm. a constant um, readdressing something that you've addressed before. It's a constant of trying to show them and, and I always talk about big picture I'm a, I'm a big picture guy and so this is the big picture and you have to see the vision and if you if you look at the vision if you follow the big picture ultimately it works itself out and that doesn't mean it always works it doesn't mean it always works but at least if we understand where we're trying to go and what we're trying to get done and everybody can kind of buy into that it can work and, 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 and it's not easy it's not easy, I know. And again, I go back to Rob because we talk all the time and we talked all the time. <clears throat> a lot of times people look into your program from the outside looking in and it looks just pristine. Like, wow, man, that is just, you all are rolling. Little do they know all the drama that's going on behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. But you're managing it. You're you're, you're working those relationships. You're, you're having those hard conversations and you hope that it works. And I tell people, for me, and again, I, I speak about me. When we look at the the sheer amount of transfers that are taking place in the game right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I don't have transfers. I've been I've been fortunate that we just don't have transfers. We in don't, or out? 
Well, we've had, we've been fortunate enough to have kids that have chosen to come to our program, but we've not had any that have left our program. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a direct result of the relationships and the conversations, the 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 trust that we have for them and they have for us. And mind you, it's not easy. I can tell you that. I'm sure that a lot of those guys over the years have thought about it or wanted to. But then we have another conversation and we we try to work through it. It is not easy. But at the end of the day, the other part of it is you look, teams are winning because there's a collaboration of guys. Generally, I can't remember in your six state championships, I don't remember a team that he had that won because of one man. There might have been some good players on that team. But it wasn't because of one man. Mm -hmm. So anybody that believes that I'm going to go X, Y, Z and just be the man, that means they're not, to me, they're not interested in winning. They're not interested in winning. Uh, You're interested in putting up the most points. And then that's okay if that's what you want to do. But when when people have opportunities to go places and people and and parents and students decide where they want to go, you're going to go someplace with another player. And then the last point. If your expectation is to play at the next level, if you think for one moment that you're going to go to high major blue blood and be the only man, then you're fooling yourself. So there's no better time than the present to learn how to be one of the men or be a a, a player with another collection of guys. So um, I think it's hard. It's not easy, but, you know, anything worth having is worth working for. And that's what we do. That's that's interesting that you brought that point up. I can just just thinking about my own experience with Xavier, you know, having an opportunity or even thinking about, you know, eventually at some point, maybe having him come to one of y'all schools for me me it's so interesting hearing you say that because for me my reason when, I, when we took him from Maris even when we went to Maris but when we took him from Maris you know my my thought process behind it was so it was it was two things it was actually th- probably three things it was understanding or thinking I had an understanding of uh, the political jargon that goes into high school basketball not really knowing you guys but just uh, just that political of like having him come there or to to play with already established players within the program and it was never afraid of him competing but just didn't want to get him lost in the sauce we're unknowns we're not from here right and so then it went into what you just said just well let me send him somewhere where if for nothing else he could be the man he can kind of grow into his own he was always a good team player but pretty much every team he's been on Xavier was at least the, one of the focal points If not the focal point And so when we left Maris To go to Oakland That was exactly my You know We we were lacking in Some opportunities We were with the Wolves For a little bit And so it was just like Let me just send him somewhere Where he's going to get The bulk of that Lookage If you will So um, It's very interesting To, to kind of hear you say that And it's not so much That we didn't want to win Or, I, or I, I know Xavier He's very competitive He comes from a competitive family But yeah, I just want I just wanted him to go somewhere where he could. I always use the I always use the the, uh, the the slang or the or the or the um I forget the, what the word I'm looking for, but like I wanted him to be the machine. I didn't want him to become a part of the machine, and it was working until he got injured. Um, so like, yeah, and, and and just to clarify, that, I, I don't and, and I don't mean to suggest that if you don't go with other players, you don't want to win, but. 
some people that is why they do it. If you have, you guys had a blueprint on what you were trying to get done. Mm-hmm. So as long as you understand what the blueprint is, and if that blueprint works for you, then that's perfectly fine. Some people they don't have a blueprint; oh, they yeah, just had, they yeah. just want to score. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely had a blueprint. Uh, there definitely was a, a blueprint to that. Um, talk about your lineage of players that you've coached. Who was your favorite? Who took the longest for you to buy in? <laughs> Who was my favorite? Every one of them was my favorite. Nah. <laughs> you know. It's like, it's, like, it's like having children. Like, yeah, you know what? One of your children is your favorite. Well, I, and I don't know that favorite. I, I've had I've had so many good players, some that you may not even have heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a young man, Brian Hall. He was a kid that I came to him in the state playoffs, and I said to him, state playoffs, he's, he's a three-year starter on varsity. And I say to him in the state playoffs, we need to put – Chris Colvin on the floor as a freshman because he's struggling coming off the bench for us. And we think, no, I said to him, I said, I've got something I need to ask. He's like, I need to, he said, no, no problem. I, I need you to, I need you to come off the bench. I need to tell you why. He said, oh no, coach, it's okay. If that's what you think is best for the team, I'm good with it. Brian Hall is a kid that his brother went to Simeon, Brandon. He's a kid that I just love because that was who he was. He wasn't a guy much talk. He, he didn't talk much. I started texting after we lost to Mount Carmel in the playoffs one year. I wasn't even a texter. And Brian wasn't a, a, a talker. And I was at home on my couch for two days. I was so devastated. And and Brian texted me and said, Coach, two days. just Tuesdays. He's like, I got off the couch right to go to work. Uh, <laughs> I to go to work. Uh, my daughter walked past and she said, Daddy, you need to take a bath. Like, you stink. Okay, I get up. Yeah. But Brian, Brian texted me and said, Coach, we love you. I mean, just that from a, a young man like that, and again, them. I mean, we've had so many. So I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that because it, it, it just lends itself to. Oh, well, I'm not, I love them all. Uh, we love them differently. You know, we love them differently. Uh, who took the? Who was the longest to buy in? Who took? Who was your? Like you really had to like God, this mother. Now, now we've had several of those. Yeah, we've, <laughs> now we've, we, we could do that Mount Rushmore by here. Put like ten guys up there. Ten, ten guys up there. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because there's a young man who, and I love him to death, and he knows it. But uh, Javon Freeman, you know, mm. he transferred in. Tremendous player, all the skills, all the tools, tremendous uh, basketball pedigree, but. It was kicking and streaming with him all the way to the championship game. Yeah. But when he got it, you could see the release and the relief in him. And today we laugh and we joking about just that, mm-hmm. but just him and how he was. But he was a he was a tough nut to crack, mm-hmm. my pardon the pun. But it's just we, we've had several. Mm-hmm. We we've had several that you have to kind of drag them across that finish line. Mm-hmm. But but you eventually mm-hmm. get them across. And and the great thing is once they leave. They all realize, man, that was crazy. Yeah. I can't believe I acted like right, that. Right, 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 right. And, and that that part is gratifying at the end of the day. So, how are you re- enjoying retirement? That's, I should have led with that. What's that? Right, because you've been you've been working. Yeah, every time I turn around, you you doing and. I mean, I, it's 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 been good though. Um, he, I mean, we we're on the phone or in some type of text messages now because of the event. And um, he's always saying, "Well, he don't have nothing to do. He can, he can, yeah. he, he, he can, can do, he can do that. He can do that." Right. <laughs> uh, but it's it's been good. I, I've been able to um, get out with my kids a little bit more, especially my son. My daughter's in track season right now, but she did go to a camp with me um, 
about which which was a blessing and it was an honor to be able to be the director of a camp and both of them were in the camp. Mm. So it, it was the first time that we ever been together in a camp that was not mine that was a meaningful camp, mm -hmm. a, a national camp with mm -hmm. kids all over and they were both in it. So that was that was a great feeling for me to be able to do that. And that it, it also helped like, this is why you stopped this, just to watch them be able to do that. And mm -hmm. then I took my son to Dallas um, this weekend for another event, um, May Hoops event, which was good for him and himself. And then he reminded me last night when we got on the flight that I got a three-on-three -three tournament tomorrow morning. Oh, wow. So we did that. So it, it's been great, though. Um, I'm not worried about uh, open gym. <laughs> I am not worried about uh, a roster. Mm. I keep joking that I'm dead serious. I don't even know who's on anybody's roster. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it, it's been good. Uh, people say, oh, you're going to get the itch and you're going to get that. No, my itch is someplace else now and, and, and building this academy the way I want to build it is what I'm gonna focus on and it, it has me driving, it, it's driving me to try to do that. So that's that's where my mind is at right now as far as that uh, not getting away from the game completely and right, saying, right. oh, I'm just going cold turkey. No, I'm not gonna do that. I was, I was gonna ask you, uh, cause I've been seeing your cams, they look like they've been doing very well. Like, talk about them, like how, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's been going really good. You know, we have uh, 30 to 40 kids that's just totally committed to, to the camp. Uh, and then we had, at my last camp that I had, uh, I had like 80 kids there. Mm. So that was a good number. And we just do just the stuff that no, the kids don't want to do. You know, we had a financial literacy person come in mm -hmm. and talk to the kids and parents uh, about that, those type of things. Uh, the next one is November 12th. We'll, we'll go in and have uh, a mental health person come in and talk to them about that part of it. I think that's so it's really not important. just about basketball and definitely not playing. We, I mean, in my, at the academy, we don't even play any games. Everything is all skill work and all understanding of the game. Uh, and the people that work with me, the, the trainers that come in and work, they are really good trainers and we don't skip a beat. We're not letting people just say, okay, you're just gonna mess I'm up. I'm just here, right, right, no, right. They right. all are invested into it. That's good. Which is really good for me. Uh, in a part in the last camp, I actually was on court with with some of the kids teaching and 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 showing like the the people who work with me. I told them this is not just about me. This is about all of us. So I'm gonna be on court too if I need to be, you know. And if it's something I see that needs to be corrected, I'm gonna jump in. Right. You know. So I had my own station last time. You know, uh, for camp, which was good for for me too. Do you find that you know doing these camps with the with the younger kids is it's a little maybe a little bit more satisfying because you get to get them at such an early age earlier age yeah I mean I, I mean uh, man him I mean and it, some other coaches we talk about this all the time you know we getting these kids to high school and they still really elementary very much so in, in all facets from, yeah. from basketball to mental yeah they, they still elementary and their parents <laughs> they even more elementary so they younger than the damn kids with this group that I have the 30-40 that's committed to the to the camp their parents are also committed. So they're saying, hey, coach, I need your advice. And one thing I told them is that I'm, if, you're, if you're committed to this academy, I'm going to follow you all the way through. And you guys and everybody know it. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. So I can call people to help you mm -hmm. with stuff that you need to get help with. I mean, on the ride here, when, when you pull up, I'm talking to a parent about high school for her kid. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and she's telling me, like, the different people that's looking at him and stuff like that, and I'm just giving her my advice. But that's what the academy does. It's not just about basketball. It's still for me to help you, to try to help you make the best decision for high school as well because some of the kids are eighth grade about to go to ninth. And all of them can't go to one school, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that that's been the issue um, here lately, even when I was coaching at Simeon and, and still here now, even with him. When we first started this, it was 20 good schools, 25 good schools. Now you got a selective six, seven, eight. Maybe Early in the city. Yeah, and maybe eight. Just, yeah, and, and, and we didn't have that. I mean, you might never ever heard of Washington High School. <laughs> that was a power. We, we, we beat them two years in the city championship. The Finger High School with Andre Peavy with the guys he had over there. Harlem was was really hell. Good. Even uh, you know, you know, shout out to Parm, but even um, I know Julian. They Julian were, was good. That's yeah, what I'm saying. We, it was we had a bulk load of schools that were really good, and now that's trickling down to five, six, seven schools. Why is that? My personal thing mm -hmm. is that our lower levels are so bad that this is we're not teaching, we're not giving them opportunities, we're not giving them the space to be in. So they spaces outside on the streets because mm. that looks fun. And it's more to do. They're giving them something to do. The streets is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're giving them a lot to do, and that yeah. looks fun to them. But mm -hmm. we don't have and we're not putting into them for if it's football, if it's baseball, if it's basketball. Those things are not how they used to be when we first started. That, that, I mean, I coached elementary basketball. I was the I coached at Diet for elementary seventh and eighth grade, and I was the sophomore coach at Simeon. Mm. So my dedication to it was just like it was for high school. Well, what do some of these younger coaches? Uh, you know, what what's some suggestions on like how do some of these younger coaches get these kids reinvolved? Well, it, it's or is it's it not the parents? Them. I was going to ask. It's or, not them. For me, I, I don't give a damn. But. <laughs> The public school system has to do a better job of what we're doing with these youngsters as far as giving them opportunities to have something to do. Mm -hmm. We then took those things away for them to do. I mean, I mean, at one point, our elementary basketball was just as good as our high school Absolutely. basketball. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have that anymore. You got, again, four or five elementary schools to choose from. Right, right, right. And you got... 200 schools pulling for, for four or five schools that really want to play. Right, and you right. get a kid over here, you get a kid over there, but it's not like it used to be, and we have to get back to that. So I, I, I've had a conversation with the people at Sports Administration, and they're all into trying to revamp some of the stuff. Uh, but we need, to, we need to move on it fast because we, we're losing them to the street uh, at yeah. a rapid pace. But I, I think... So all of those things I can I can co-sign to. I think there's some other structural problems we have also. I think one of the problems that we have is the lack of access to the kids that our coaches have. You know, um, you go to other states, you go to other places. A coach can be with his team all year long. You know, mm. I can. You know, we we're we we're just in uh, New York a couple of weeks ago talking with a coach who says he has a, a gym class where all of his athletes go to gym and they can work on stuff during the season and before season in the gym class. You, you have coaches that can, and in some of these more difficult schools where you already are trying to draw kids in, but oh, the state rule says at this point, hands have to be off of them. Well, for that period of time that my hands are off of them, somebody else's hands might be the streets. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and to, to his point, 
you know, I'm out here sweating and making me do suicides and I'm over here doing this. This is fun. It looks good and it feels good to me. It might not be good for me. You know, those are some structural things that we at some point have to look at. And I think, yeah, we have people outside of our city in Deerfield and some places they don't maybe need to have their hands on their kids all the time because when they're not playing basketball, they might be doing something else Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, vacation, whatever mm -hmm, the case might be. mm -hmm. I'm not trying to scare you. They have access to these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of our kids, unfortunately, don't have the same luxury, and not all of them, but some of them, and those are some of the ones that we keep missing on. There were times, and and Rob probably knows it better than me, there were kids in in the hallways that were better than some of the guys on the team. Mm -hmm. But because of whatever was going on away from the school, they chose to do that Mm -hmm. versus be on the team. Whereas if I had, we had an opportunity to be with these kids more maybe then we could uh, uh, continue to attract them to want to play sport, whether it's basketball, football, whatever the case might be. But the rules are kind of set up against it. Another piece, and then this is a this is a small piece, but it is a piece. You look at our system, we're losing good coaches to suburban programs. And we're losing them not because they don't love coaching in the city, but sometimes it becomes financially Un- unacceptable to be able to coach in the city yeah. where you can go as a counterpart and make ten, eleven thousand dollars and in our system we're making dramatically more for that and we've got to raise money. We have to buy the food. We've got to sometimes drop a kid off at home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to be the only person they can talk to in the midst of a, a, a problem and then you pay us less than our counterparts. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they coach under pristine conditions. Mm-hmm. The gyms know, look nice. The gym, all of that. You know, mm-hmm. a waterfalls on the floor, they have maintenance comes and gets it up. I mean, I mean, I, I mean you can take something as simple as you got people operating the clock. Oh, yeah. You know, you take, after the game, somebody comes and puts up the chairs. You go talk to the team and go home. We put the chairs. And again, those of us who love it, we love it and we do it, but at some point, when does a person say, you know what, I'm getting to a point in my career, my life, that I don't want to have to do all of this and still deal with this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to raise the money for your teams. You don't have a budget. All of these things run some of the best and the brightest away. And if you look across our system, if you think about programs that are at a level, there's a thing we've always talked about. It's consistency. It's consistency in the coaching staffs. It's consistency in the way you do things. And that's that. That's why kids say they want to go to this school or that school. Why? Because they see it and they've seen it over the course of years, and they decide they want to go there. And other guys would do it, but for you can't get an assistant because you can only pay him a thousand dollars or some ridiculous number, and he's got to he's got to go through these five thousand loops just to be an assistant. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that help to hurt our kids, also. You know. It, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a whole it's a whole cycle of things, and, and we've got to figure out how we can bridge all that together and try to do a better job. What's both of your thoughts on reclassing? What do you guys think about reclassing? Yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. I I think that um, I think sometimes sometimes we need to stop the clock. You know, uh, sometimes we, we we come to things later in life, and we realize, wow, I might be able to do this. I think when we start looking at sport and college and the rest of this, that's all we're dealing with really when you think about um, the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. 
That's a reclass, essentially. I get to go to college my first year. I don't like it. I'm going in the portal. I go someplace else, essentially reclass. I mean, it may not be reclass in the sense that you're a year above or whatever, but it is what it is. And, and then here's the other part of it. Historically, they've been doing reclassing all over the country in different segments of the country. We've, in the Midwest, kind of sort of have just kind of got mm-hmm. kind of caught up to it, if, if you want to look at it from that perspective. But for me, I'm going to tell you the honest to God truth is, whatever gives these young black and brown boys an opportunity to go to college for free, let's do it. If the rules afford it, let's do it. I don't, I don't, because I'm not one of those persons, oh, he's a year older than me, that's y'all cheating. You know what, if you're good, and you go to college as a freshman, you're gonna compete against guys that are four years older than you. If you're good in high school and you're good enough to play, as every parent wants their child to play on varsity as a freshman, the kid's three years older than you already. So let's do it, let's go compete, let's compete, get better, get better. So I'm not opposed to reclass now. If you're three and four years over, that's different in high school. But I, I think a year that doesn't that doesn't present a problem for me. I think I think if that's what allows you to give yourself the best opportunity to advance yourself from high school to college and to excel and do what it is that you want to do. I'm all for it. How about you, Coach? I don't have an issue with it either. Um, I mean, for my like my son, his his little dreams or hopes of thing is is to play on varsity as a freshman. That's what he said he wants to do. So. So we're talking about that when I come over for the meeting. We'll talk about that, okay? You got your NIL together? I got the NIL. Just a minute. But, I mean. Uh, Kurt, we're just joking. I know it, Kurt. No, know Kurt. <laughs> but, you know, if, if eventually you're going to have to play against them. You're going to have to play against them mm-hmm. eventually. So, I mean, even like with me traveling with him with AAU now and I'm looking at some kids. I sent him a picture of kids and stuff. I'm like, well, I know they might be a little bit older. Oh, you're a little but, Win or lose, when the game is over with, a lot of times the parents are like, well, he's too. I said, well, look, your kid is going to have to play against older kids eventually. Why not do it when they're in fifth or sixth grade so they can know how it's going to look, how you could get adjusted to it and everything. My son is, last year was the first year he ever played with his age group. He's always played two years up. Mm-hmm. So his friends that he initially started playing basketball with, they're in eighth grade. And he's in sixth, so he's been playing with them since he was in first. They were in third. Mm-hmm. You know, so he understands that. And that's because of me. And I'm putting him, if this is what you say you wanted to do as a freshman, this is who you're going to have to right, play against. Right, right, right. So, hey. Might as well get used to it now. When you're a freshman, these guys will be juniors. You already been and played against right. them at home. Yep. My, yeah. my only, my, you know, just from my, I, I'm speaking. But, but you, oh, not to cut, but no, you're cool. East Coast guy, so that been going on. Yeah. Well, East, I think East Coast is a little behind. No. No. Okay. No, no. Because of the prep schools and all of that they've had. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you'd do that. No, so, so admittedly, like, I and mean, we talked about this a little bit before, I didn't really get into, like, the whole uh, dynamic, yeah. dynamic mm-hmm. of high school basketball until Xavier. So, like, okay. even okay. when I came here in 2012, like, high school basketball, I think the extent of what I knew was just who certain players was. Okay. Right? Okay. But then as we got here, I learned everything I know about high school basketball since I've been yeah, here. Okay, yeah. It, uh, East Coast, they've yeah. been doing. For, and and for, the South, yeah, they've been doing. It well, I knew years. the South. Yeah. I knew the South was yeah. doing it. Um, so again, my my only drawback, my only drawback to the reclassing is the social emotional component of it. When you're reclassing a child, 
down their mental uh, fortitude or their development is geared towards so you got a kid that's 15 and you're reclassing him back to 14 or 13 that child will start to pick up those nuances of children that's younger than him as opposed to his development is supposed to be upward not not downward so that is my only thing against the whole reclass thing as it relates to um you know just doing it just to do it like obviously there has to be um some strategy behind it like you know like you guys talked about with, with us is just like if there's a reason and there's a strong now i'm cool with reclassing up like like you said you got your, your yeah. child playing too that's cool that's how they learn that's how they get stronger mentally and and physically but to reclass down and I'm on the fence on me personally. I, I'm on the fence on it, and you know, it was presented to us, and I, you know, I was like, nah, I'd rather my child be ready and, and get his development upward as opposed to going d- downward, if you will. And you're, you're not the only parent that's yeah. against it. It's a lot of it's a lot of people against it. It's it's probably more people against it that's for it. To be honest with mm-hmm. you. And then some of them jump on the fence, and then they reclass their kid. And they, <laughs> but yeah. yep. but it's 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 probably. I mean, if you took a poll. It's going to be more people. And, and then it. even with me, like, you know, just kind of being realistic, like, sure, I would love Xavier to play at a high, high level, you know, whether it's overseas or in the league or whatever. But just being realistic is like at that time frame is like, eh, if he's not already on that projected radar, it's like, mm, yeah, let's yeah, just focus happen, on school. Not, yeah, I mean, I have, but the only thing I'll say about that is I've seen some kids that one year, that one year, they go from where they are to whoa. In one year. Mm. Why? Because, again, some of them are not confident enough because I haven't done it long enough. L- like you all said, if you if you did a poll, you, you'd probably get 52, 48, 48, 52. Mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. I, I kind of liken it to the death penalty. You're against <laughs> the death penalty until someone does something to your yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you want to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... It depends on when it happens. Yeah, it depends on the day of week that it's been reclassified. We asked Coach Rob for Simeon, who was up next. Who's up next at Whitney Young? Up next in relations to player? Yes. Oh, yeah, we got a bunch of them. Yeah, we have, we, have, we have some good young players. So when we say up next, I think I, I take all of them and put them up next. I think, you know, in our sophomore class, you know, we've got five, you know, really four good kids that are in our sophomore class, you know, that that are that are they're up right now. You know, we're going to be young and they're up right now. Then we, we have two freshmen this year that are really pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. So, um they're going to be up right now. I mean, it's it, it's one of the it's one of the beauties, I guess, is that we've got young kids and and you know we've got you know of course we've got Antonio Munoz now who's a junior, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got a slew of sophomores and we've got these two freshmen. So we we're excited about it. We're excited about it, and, and I I'm just interested. This past weekend, we were down at University of Illinois watching them practice, and and we left there as a staff with just so much more inspired with some stuff that we could take back with our young guys and really kind of show them because they're, they're kind of like lumps of clay and whatever, however we mold them invariably is what they're going to ultimately be for. So, mm. so we're excited about that. So when you say who's next, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a compilation of guys. That okay. are next. Um, I was told that you are actually a baseball guy. How did basketball become your passion? Okay, so I heard this story. I heard this story about good coaches have to coach to be good coaches. Well, I'm never considered a good coach, so therefore I wouldn't even go into that. (laughs) I, I started coaching baseball when I was 15 years old. 
we, me and my best friend at the time, Perry Jackson, we, I played baseball. And I made the All-Star game when I was 15 years old. I didn't make it when I was 14. So when I made it, the coach called me to tell me, hey, you made the team that's going to go to Rockford. I told him, no, I'm not. I quit. <laughs> I quit because I wasn't going to be good enough to go past 15. But I also knew that you all didn't pick me last year when I wanted to go. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was make wow. it. And so I quit. And so the next year, I mean, the next year, the next year, Perry and I, we start coaching my brother and other guys in the neighborhood, and we start coaching baseball. And then I went to college, and I would always start baseball. And really, when I was a senior in high school, I went over and asked Coach Franken. I called him on the phone and asked him at Simeon. I'd never met him in my life, didn't know him. He had a pitching machine. I asked if I could use his pitching machine. He said, yeah. I had it. It was in my mother's basement, and we had this. It used to shoot waffle balls. And the guys would bat in my mother's basement with this pitching machine. And so when I went to, I would start in high school early with this. And then when I went to college, when I came home, it was too late and the teams had already started. So I said, uh, you all want to play basketball? He said, yeah, we got in a tournament at Tule Park. We started playing. We beat Jawan Howard's team in the championship. He said he wanted to play with us. Then he started playing with us. I'm in college. I'm a women's student assistant. Not, I'm a women's manager. Whatever the coach did. I came home and I did exactly the same thing. Whatever he said, I said. Whatever he told me, standing over here like that, I told. I didn't know anything. I did not. I didn't watch basketball. Did not actually like basketball. Mm. Didn't play it. I mimicked everything that the guy I, I honor as the person who got me into it. And I just said, screw it. I looked at it in a Division three school. That's where I met uh, Lou Adams. He played there. He was probably one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. Uh, we won the NCAA Division three National Championship. And I was a manager. And I said after my first year, I said, I'm too, I'm too smart for this. I'm going to be able to do more than this. And so I started. I was in communication. So I would announce the starting lineups. I would mm. get the towels. I would sit next to the coach. Next thing you know, I was going out on recruiting with him. Mm. He would, I would call the scores in to the, uh, the Memphis um, – the Memphis Journal or whatever the Memphis newspaper was. And next thing I know, I'm coming home every summer and now I'm coaching. <laughs> and I don't know what we were running 54. That was a one, two, a one, one press. That's what he ran. So I called 54. <laughs> we do this and, and that's how I started. And I, wow. and I just, I worked it from there. I worked it from there and that's, that's how I did it. Wow. All right, well, let's get into, you know, the reason why, well, other than you guys being guests up here, let's talk about this um, Chicago Elite Classic. Um, when did it start? <laughs> and whose idea was it? What idea was it? Oh, well, he don't know the history. <laughs> he don't know the history. <laughs> no, no. Uh, so we're in West Virginia when... Uh, Cancer, Cancer Research. Cancer Research Classic. Classic. One of the big tournaments out in Wheeling, West best, Virginia. And the best breakfast. <laughs> the best breakfast. In Wheeling, West Virginia. So if you're on this side of the hotel or resort, your phone worked. If you're on this side, your phone did not work. <laughs> so a lot of times our rooms was on the side <laughs> where the, the phones, phones did not work. work. <laughs> so we were at breakfast. And our phones was working. No, our phones wasn't working. They so we, working. we're trying to figure out what's going on back at home because it's a tournament at home. And we can't get no reception to the phones. And we're sitting at breakfast. He's at one table with his staff. I'm at the table with my staff. We're eating breakfast. And uh, we said, man, why, why we in Wheeling, West Virginia? We could do this at home. You know, so then we get closer to each other. Like, we, we just should do this at home. 
And he said, well, okay, let's do this. Whoever loses first in the state playoffs, <laughs> they will start it up. He said, let's just finish the season out first. <clears throat> and then whoever loses, you start on getting the teams and doing all that type of stuff. And then whoever wins or continue on, you just jump in. So we end up, I think we might have beat you guys. I lost. Just, just uh, go ahead. <laughs> so as I'm going through my run, he's calling and saying, hey, I, I, didn't, I talked to the math at that end. I talked to him out of day that end. He talked, so he got a whole slew of teams. So we this get is back. in March. This is in March. This yeah, we didn't even do this. So we like, okay. Going for the following year to start yeah, it. Yeah, we like, okay. I'm like, all right, good. He said, we don't have any money. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we put a group together. Parents. And parents. And they said, you guys do the teams. We'll do this part. Nice. Because that's what you guys know, and we know this. Mm. So we got the teams together. They did that part. And from then on, that's just been the relationship with us. And they kind of spearheaded and took it over. And people honestly think it's our event, but it's not our event. We just get the teams. Get the teams. And we, I mean, they access certain things as far as their group of people because they know that we go to these events all the time mm -hmm. and, and that we host it. I mean, that we understand what that part looks like and how it should look. But they then took over the event and made it what it is. You know, uh, we're, we're pretty much, I mean, we on calls with these people all the time and we, at the time, I don't even know what they're talking about. I just say yes or no. <laughs> or we text each other and say, that sounds good. Let's yeah, say yes to it. You have to show up here and tell the story. <laughs> so, so that's what, that's, I mean, that's what we do. That's our part of it. And, I mean, it makes us look good because they say you guys are the founder of it, which we did. It was our idea. But they took it and. Just kind of ran with it. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, it, and it, I mean, it looks good on for us still, you know, um, for us to even be able to help start this event, it's in twelve years. This is the twelfth year. I was about to ask, like, this is like it's the tenth or eleventh year, but it's, it's twelve. Twelve. So, okay. uh, you know, we we had people who said it wasn't gonna work. This was gonna be one or two years, and it was gonna end because yeah, had, of me, because had, of me and him. Yeah, because of us. Oh, they know where those guys. Are. No, they not gonna be together. Yeah, they, not, they ain't gonna work together. I couldn't tell you how much, how badly. In, in all four years of Xavier's career, I wanted him to play in this event, and not not one I'm glad year. You said that. Yeah. Not one effing year. I'm, I mean, from the time he went to high school, I'm like, man, I can't wait. And I even said, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm about to go the fuck. I'm about to go off. I'm about to go off. I I just I distinctly remember having a conversation with Trindo about it, and then. I distinctly remember having a conversation with Heinz about it. And when Heinz gave me a better understanding as far as the explanation as it relates to how the schedules are usually done the year before going into the upcoming year. At least that's what I was told. Okay, uh, so he, we can... That's a good answer. Okay. That's a good answer for him. So <laughs> I wanted him to be in that event so bad. For chief among them was... To get in, well, the event itself, but I, I you know, just kind of seeing like that's where all his peers and their teams was playing at. I, I think maybe Hillcrest this past year was the only time Xavier played 
against the peers that he kind of came through with at Colin Powell, yeah. with 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 Diggy being over there. Okay. He I I he never played against Ray that I can immediately remember. He played with Lear. Okay. Um, for three two two and a half three years, and so like. I, <sighs> it, I mean, it became one of the biggest tournaments or shootouts in the country. I mean, By far, when you when you look at when you look at it, it's when they do every year when they do uh, tournaments to look out for. Mm -hmm. We're always in there because of the capable the cup, the teams that we have, the players that we have. Mm -hmm. And just the, in the, Chicago, from, from yeah, that so Chicago. the Chicago thing, and, and, then and that was the biggest thing we wanted other people to see too, like showcase the city, yeah, and the not talent, just, yeah, just the talent. And I, 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 it's it's no city that it's a beautiful city, and that just what they hear. We want to take that narrative out of their head about oh, it's only violence, mm -hmm, you're stepping mm -hmm. over dead bodies mm -hmm, when you're walking mm -hmm. down the street. Of course, that that stuff does happen, but that's that's all they see, mm -hmm. you know. And when guys get here from out of town, I mean they. We stand downtown. They want to go get them some Garrett's popcorn. They want to mm -hmm. get them some pizza. Mm -hmm. They want to get some Harold's chicken. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to do all those yeah. things. They want to take that Chicago-based stuff and put it all into one, yeah. which is good for us and, and the event itself. And it's I've heard nothing about great this things. Is, this is a man. This is a hard decision for us. No doubt about year it. Year in and year out on what teams to choose. And so that was my next question: What goes into the selecting of those teams? I, I think when we we talk about it. <laughs> it's hard. We, we kind of have, a, again, there's that word again, relationships. Mm -hmm. We've got some worker relationships that we've had. We've got some teams that have been in the event from its inception that will be in it until they decide they don't want to be in it. Um, and then we have other teams that we bring in because if you look at our matchups, invariably the matchups make sense. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I got they're, they're not just kind of arbitrarily thrown together. Sometimes we get teams that are not as good as we thought they were, and uh, the matchup doesn't make sense. But but historically, our matchups make sense, and and many people think that we just kind of get teams because we're like, no, no, no. Like if you look at this year's lineup, we've mm -hmm. got. Bolingbrook playing against Warren. Mm -hmm. They have two of the top freshmen in the in in the state. True. So we want them to be ultimately in our event long term. Whether they'll play to see them all the way through, see them all the way through. Mm -hmm. Whether we'll whether they'll go all the way through or not, we don't know. We have Riverside Brookfield playing against Saint Ignatius. That's gonna yeah, be a good. Yeah, gotcha. Kendall Gill son versus Mercer son. You know, mm -hmm. uh, two NBA guys, but they've got two big guys. They've got mm -hmm. two big guys that are on their teams. Uh, they're two teams that have kind of like styles. You know, you have Thorn versus um, uh, Kenwood. Kenwood. You know, I, you, I mean, that's that's that sells itself. Yeah, you, you know, you have that going on. So then we have the out of town teams. We've got teams in our state that we think are really good. Mount Carmel is going to be uh, a favorite to to compete for a three A state championship. Mm -hmm. So who are they playing? They're playing a state champion out of uh, out of St. Louis. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. a, a team that has similar kind of makeup but different styles of play to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You know, so when we look at the when we look at it, we want to get good teams. We have some teams that are coming in town that, you know, we have a coach that's won the gold medal with USA Basketball. He's won multiple gold medals. He's coached in college. He has more state championships than our uh, leading state championship coach. Uh, <laughs> uh, he my friend. Okay, his friend. But, friend. but but very seriously, so he's playing against a team that's up and coming. They And the other thing that we talked about when we kind of started this 
was that everybody, we go out of town and we lose, and everybody, oh, y'all lost to them, I can't believe it. Okay, no problem. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring him to Chicago <laughs> that you all play. That you all play. And, 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 and one of the greatest stories in that was one year I go to Myrtle Beach to play. We play Lone Peak. <laughs> Five white guys, and, and the coach and I became very good friends. I did a thing for them for Good Morning America. They won a national championship that year. I happened to be in the locker room. They were Mormons, and I couldn't get out of the locker room. They were praying. I'd sell them. Oh, I couldn't get He saw you're, you're an official Mormon now. So I leave, but we play them in, in Myrtle Beach, and they wind up beating us by like three in overtime. And everybody's like, oh, y'all lose to five white boys. That's ridiculous. Okay, no problem. I called them. I said, hey, will you come to Chicago? Absolutely, Coach. We'd love to come to Chicago. They come to Chicago. They play um, Brown, Parizo uh, East. The year they had um, Sterling Brown. Sterling Brown. We, they played us downstate. Yeah, they, oh, they played you guys? We oh, played. Yeah, we, you played. East yeah, made it down. downstate. Uh, Sterling didn't play. He kind of got in trouble or something with the coach. He suspended them. They wound up beating them by like, 30 points, they were ducking, they were shooting threes from the old NBA line. Mm. And all the people would say was, you got Lone Peak. That used to be a thing. And everybody would talk about Lone Peak. And I was like, huh, see, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all they could play. So it was really an, an opportunity for us to kind of introduce people that sometimes we wouldn't see in Chicago, but also to introduce some people from, like Rob said, from outside of Chicago to Chicago. Mm. And we have not had a team, not a singular team that we've called to come back or that has not called us to come back, that would not come back to the event. And that's a testament to the city of Chicago, Absolutely. to the fans, and to all the teams to the that event as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when we first started, like Rob said, they want people to say, oh, this ain't gonna last, this won't last. We had people that went out and started their own event on the same weekend that we had. Of course, that that, that, that didn't last long. One year, it's over, <laughs> it's over. But again, and it's not us, it has nothing to do with us. Just like you said, you wanted your son to participate. People all over want their kids to participate. I wanted nothing more. I'm at HF a couple of weeks ago, and two kids come up to me. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How come we're not in the classic? Unfortunately, it's only the two days for males and one day for females. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We, if we could go eight days, we could get everybody that that we could. But unfortunately, we we've got to look at the matchups. We've got to look at what makes good sense for the event, and we have to look at what what the people kind of want to see. And and we talked about it after we did this. We probably missed, mm. we think, two teams. We might have missed two teams this year. Mm. And again, it happens. And, 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 and we're big enough to accept that. But if you look over the years, we've had every number one player with exception of one. And, you know, downstate is a little different because of their scheduling and that. But historically, we've had all of the top players in our state in the event, and that's another thing, because the kids want to play it, and we're, we're most proud of that. Do you do you guys have a goal to grow this where you have, maybe not all the teams from Chicago, but like more? Yeah, I mean, or we, do you I'm, like where you're at? We, we, I mean, we just went over this Thursday talking about maybe we start on Thursday and get three games in, just to try to help get more teams involved. I mean, it's, it's more on, on the them the the people who actually does all of the other work mm -hmm. it's easy for us to get three six more teams to play mm -hmm. that's that's the easy part and we want to get the right people too yeah. we don't right, just right, get right. anybody so that's the thing like people don't understand like how do you it's hard and 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 we have a bunch of friends in 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 the game but this is this is not about a friendship this is not about a friendship this is this is our names are on this okay. 
So when it doesn't look right, it, it's not on my friend because he just played in it and he's going home. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's on, on us. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when stuff doesn't go right and we have to come back and have that wrap-up meeting, it's people pointing at us like, hey, what, what, what why did this look like this? Right, 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 right. Why you was know? that team in it? So, because so, he, I mean, he didn't, we didn't say the team and we can't say the team, but we had a matchup that we thought was going to be really good. And um, apparently, the kids called COVID. Apparently. So, the players that we thought were going to be here wasn't here. Mm-hmm. And the game was lopsided. Nobody wants to see a lopsided game. We want these games to be competitive. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it happens. I mean, you, you go back to no one thinks that we're going to beat St. Rita last year by 28, 29 points. Mm-hmm. Nobody think you think that's going to be a more competitive game. Right, right, it right. just happened, though. Right. So those things, the, some of those we can't control. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you, no one wants to go see somebody getting beat by 40, 50 points. Right. That just doesn't make sense. Right. And, and be clear about this, too. There's no... There's no attempt to save me or Rob in the scheduling. There's no attempt no. to save us. I mean, my record, I, at one time, I didn't think they were going to invite me back to the Classic. I've lost so many games. <laughs> I kept calling Rob and asking, can I come back? Can I come back? But at the end of the day, we want, again, it goes back to the model. You want to compete. Yeah, you want yeah. to compete. One of the things that we did and we kind of got the, the, um, the Classic rule was we tried to bring in the young kids before the high school games, and we had good grade school games before high school games, and the state came out with a rule that you can't play grade school games <laughs> in a high school event anymore. But those kids are all graduated through high school, they're in college, and some of them are going on out of the pros, and they wanted to always play in the classic. We wanted to introduce the classic to the kids as young as possible right, right. so that they would understand it. When we first started, it was this is our first logo. Our logo has changed multiple times now, but everybody knows it by the classic. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first came in with the name, we was we, we had came with all these old dumb names. We just said, let's, let's call it the Chicago Elite Classic. And off we went. And now everyone just calls it the classic. The classic. And Invariably, and again, this has nothing to do with us. We literally can call coaches almost up to the point of schedule posting to get a coach to play. Mm-hmm. And and again, that's because the the reputation that the event has garnered and the work that all of those teams and coaches and players have done before. I, I tell the story, and this is this will be fast. I see uh, we're going to play. We're going to West Virginia, and so I'm at the airport with uh, Chaminade. At the time, they had Jason Tatum <laughs> on the team. So I see the coach, and my coach said, that, that's the coach from Chaminade in the airport. I go over, I introduce myself, and you know, and if you know Frank, he's not a very outward guy when you first meet him, mm. very reserved. So we spoke, blah, blah, hey, I'm from Chicago. We're like, okay, great, great, we'd like to have you come. Okay, we gotta get on the plane now, we get on the plane. So I'm telling him all these things about the classic, and I'm saying, I said, let me just say this to you, coach. Uh, you got a really good young player there. Here's what I would say to you. Uh, whatever you do, don't let the people give you a one-year contract because if you're a good player leaves, they'll probably forget about you. You know, okay, thank you, coach. So we go, we get down to West Virginia, we get everybody settled in, we go downstairs to like the little lounge area I'm eating and I see his coach and he gets up, he comes over to my table. He says, uh, hey, coach, how you doing? I say, hey, what's going on, coach? He said, oh, not much. I was talking with my coaches. We'd like to come to your event next year. I said, my God. I said, this is great. <laughs> he said, "He said, I said, we'll get the information out to you when we get back home. I'll get your contract. And I wanted to, he had Jason Tatum on his team. Mm-hmm. I want to get, we don't even have a contract, but we're going to get you a contract <laughs> next week. <laughs> we are going to get you a contract next week. So he said, okay, great. He said, oh, well, one thing though. 
we got to have a two-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I got you, Coach, no problem. And, and, and Frank Frank's has been, been a tremendous, uh, tremendous partner. He's coaching USA Basketball. We have four guys. Five, we have five guys that was at five coaches that's going to be in the event this year that was just at USA, USA Basketball. Mm. So high-quality coaches, high-quality programs, and – and we, we match them up with guys in Chicago. And that's that's really what it is. And it's hard. And we're, we've actually been talking now about trying to reinstitute the grade Great school, school, a junior Chicago elite classic mm. that, that kind of buttons up against it because the grade school kids want to do it now. Yeah, they do. They they do. do and it's some good grade school, like yeah, you yeah, said. Yeah, and, and then we had, uh, I mean, it's when we get to New York, oh. I get to New York. I he get I get in bef- I get in before him, and it's a coach from uh, he's from DC, and um, he says, "Coach, do you guys have any more spots open for for the classic?" For the classic, I said, "No." I said, "We may have one spot. You know, we, <laughs> we're trying to work through some stuff. We may have one spot." He said, "I have a game that I can get rid of. If you tell me today that we're in, I'm gonna get rid of the game." I said, well, you just give me a couple of days. Let me work through some stuff. I said, Coach Slaughter will be here. I'm going to run it by him and see what he says. So now he sees him. <laughs> and he goes and says, hey, I talked to Rob, and uh, we, we really want to come up if we can, bada, bada, bada. So after we leave, he calls me Tuesday, Wednesday. I said, you know, Coach, unfortunately, you know, we, we, it's not going to work this year. He said, I'm going to save this game just in case somebody – drops out or anything. And if you call me November 28th, we would be there on the second yeah. to play. We we go to dinner, go to dinner <laughs> that night after the games, we all go to yeah. dinner. Coach from St. Anthony's, we're sitting there and he says, I come to Chicago, I win a game and you don't invite me back. Christ How come I can't get, Christ <laughs> the King, I'm sorry, yeah, Christ the King. How come I can't get invited back? I says, you know what, we got you. So we're laughing about it. But that's the reputation. We, we've gone places. Uh, Duncanville, he says he's back next year. Uh, Emotep from Philly. Oh, they're, yeah. com- they're coming next they're year. Coming next so, year. quick story about Emotep, the head, the head coach, Andre Noble. Yes, okay. I, went to, I went to college with him. Oh, okay. And when I tell you nobody who knows us, all of us, would have never known that he would have become Philadelphia's like top uh, yeah. coach. Andre was as quiet as Still. a church Still, mouse. Yeah. Like, yeah. We didn't, we all made, like, it's like a running joke in my circle of friends, like he must have read coaching for dummies because Andre did not talk. He did not talk on campus. He was class. You've seen him maybe, and I think he used to work in the cafeteria. I'm going to double check that. But it was class. You've seen him in the cafeteria. Class, you've seen him in the cafeteria and Maybe just kind of mosey on about campus. He so those guys, are, those guys will be as of right now. Those guys will be in next year because they they've already put their bid in and say, hey, you know we you know we we need to get up there just to see it. You 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 kind of spoke to, and then we're gonna start wrapping up. You spoke to like just kind of putting your name on it. Like I'm as I'm growing the showcase, right? People hit me up all the time. This is the thing that I'm dealing with now. Now I'm already tied in with all the players. Like I'm all locked in. Now, of course, I'm getting DMs and phone calls from parents and, and coaches and, you know, can I get my kid in? Can I get my kid in? It's like, I've been posting this shit for months. Mm-hmm. I've been posting this for months. So much so I had a coach hit me, a college coach hit me the other day about a kid he trains. Like, yo, can you get my kid in? Right? Of course, I'm always going to try to do a solid for a college coach. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I said, I actually asked that kid. Mm. And he told me no. 
So no, I'm not doing you no right. solid coach. I, I, I know I know how you feel about that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've been we, there. We get it. We I mean, like Coach Slaughter said, it's we missed out on a couple of teams, and there's some teams that's it's some programs that's on the bubble mm-hmm. of being able to say, hey, let's just let's try them. Mm-hmm. Let's let's just try them and see what it looks like because. They don't. I mean, again, this is our names. You, you could, you guys could go back to your program, and nobody's going to say. And nobody nothing. will say another other yeah. than y'all got spanked or yeah, y'all didn't. Yeah, look, yeah, but yeah. For yeah. us, it's we. This is this all we have because we put our names in front mm-hmm. of it, you know, and our reputations. And, and at the end of the day, this is not a perfect science. Mm-hmm. You, if you get the number one guy and the number two guy and the number three guy, eh, everything else can kind of flow. You know, now when you don't get the one, two, and the three guy, but you got the 29th and the thirtieth and the fortieth guy, eh, there's a problem with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so at the end of the day, as Rob said, when we talked about it, maybe in year three when we're still trying to, man, this thing is still going. It's year three, and we're sitting there with Rahm Emanuel, and Rahm Emanuel's sitting in a room with business people, and we're sitting over here with eating pineapples and uh, bagels at the at Ariel Capital's uh, 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 meeting room, and he's telling them we need to raise, what do you say? We need to, no one's leaving out of here until we raise $200,000. And we just sit there. And that was the mayor of the city of Chicago. And when we went, remember we went in and we met with him, and what did he say to us? It would be for how long? About three minutes. I'm all in. Told the person, get that numbers, call me back, we'll set up another meeting. And tell me what I need to do. You know, so that was almost like validation. I mean, we're sitting on the fifth floor of City Hall talking to the mayor of the city of Chicago for three minutes, and we literally couldn't take our coat off and sit down fast enough. He just said, what do I need to do? I'm all in. And every mayor and every governor subsequent to that has been involved in it. Mm. Every major program has been involved with it. So sometimes we're not going to, you know, you're not going to get everybody, you know. And sometimes you have to tell the good ones no, too. And then people have to realize when you get an opportunity to invest in Walmart at the beginning. You do it. And you don't invest in it. And when you get Walmart stock, it's gonna be a little higher than mm-hmm. what you thought, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's what happens to you. And and that's and that's that's actually what's happening to me as I'm yeah. as I'm growing this platform. It's like, you know, early on, it's kind of like eh, now with the podcast, we don't had you up here, and now we got you up here. But even twice. with the t- twice, no, I'm just, <laughs> and now with the you know, so we're gonna have to get you up here again. But even with the showcase, it's it's like you know, people didn't believe in it, or it's kind of I'm an outsider, yeah. and I feel like me being an outsider gives me the perfect advantage because there's no political nothing with but, me. But see, I'd stop you right there. It goes back to what I told you even with players. Some of these people don't see the vision. They don't, they don't see the vision. Yeah. You know, and, and when we did it, they didn't see the vision. We saw the vision with nothing. We had nothing, but we had a vision. Same. We took our vision, we gave it to some people that they knew how to get stuff done. They knew how to get it done, and that's how we got to this point. The vision, and to your point, your event is the vision. You know, you take it and put it upstairs and there's lights and all the cameras and action. People want to be involved mm-hmm. in it. People want to be involved in it. It's all about the vision and and the willingness to drive your vision. The willingness to drive your vision, to build those relationships mm-hmm. that you've now garnered with people. So now you get to tell some of the good people, ah, I ain't got no room. Yeah. You know, we, what we liken it to is when you go to a, a small club and you can see in the window and it's packed and it's jammed. And they won't let you in. You're so loud. You want to be in there. I can't get you in. I can't get you in. I can't get you in. Listen, next time I'm getting there early. I used to I used to do club security in Philly, right? right. And so before I became, the, you know, 
a, a part of that that used to happen. Like oh, people would be looking like, "Move, can you give me a kiss?" Like, nah, like I told y'all last is like, get, get, get here early. I would have, I would have not only got y'all, I could have got y'all a couple drinks. Yeah. But now we rolling I told now. You this thing was gonna be jumping, but yeah. you didn't believe. You ain't believe me. You don't try to stroll in when you want. Yeah, and, exactly. And you, and you miss your boat. You, you gonna, you gonna miss, you gonna miss your boat. You yeah. Miss your boat. Well, and in that club, you'd have Rob there if they had house music. All <laughs> head house music. He's a house head. Oh, is that right? Now we do have that in common. Yeah, we, that we do have that in common. We we both house heads. Yeah. Um. Well, we definitely are looking forward to um the classic, which actually I think I told you this, Coach. Maybe I didn't. The classic actually falls on my birthday. Yeah, you did. All yeah, right. So yes. Yeah. December second. My, my daughter's the third. Yeah. Um, uh, my wife's is the fifth. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes we run into that. I run into it every time. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, mine's on the thirtieth of November, so we always have like a big birthday party for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Birthday party. Oh, okay. So that's when we on his birthday we normally have all our partners come in and we. Like kick off. Yeah. It's a kickoff event for everybody the day before and new people that's trying to. Be partners. They come in. And we do a little talking and have a little stuff. And they always, he always gets a cake. We're gonna oh. put you on the list, please. I, I, the I, list. Actually, I was, I was waiting for him to be done <laughs> so I can. I mean, have well, well, you know, we uh, even when I was here last time, I had them come out to the. Uh, yeah, the Nike to, event. To the Nike event. Yeah. Just yeah. To, uh, I mean, it's it's still all about building relationships. Indeed. And that's what people don't understand about this game. It's 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 small. It looks like it's big, but it's real small. But it's the relationship. And you got to have relationships yeah. with people, and they got to be good. Because one of the things, even with us, like, <laughs> everyone's going to apply for media passes. Everybody. Mm -hmm. It'll be John, I got a camera, so I'm on the media. I want you. And, and for me, my whole, my whole point, and we've talked about it, is what do you do on the front side to advance the event? Mm -hmm. For you to come and do your job, and if you make money on, on your whatever you do, that's good. That's your thing. But you come and you take but you don't bring anything. You don't give anything. Yeah. So with my event, when the, when the people sign up for the media passes, right? Cool. Now I've started doing things where I'm going to assign you to a player, right? My assignment to you, at the, me assigning you to a player, I need this player to get a 30 second to a minute highlight video out of you. Mm -hmm. So I did that with the Unsigned Senior uh, Showcase. I'm going to do it with this one as well. I have, if, if Ahmad does come, I have a, a, a specific videographer that's from the time he lands, will be shooting him the entire time he's there. So I, the, like you said, the, the vision is yeah. all a part. Like you got to, I had a, I had a, I had a blogger last year and, and I actually kind of got at him after the event because he wanted to come only because Jeremy and Jeremiah was there. And I told him that cool, and I know you're going to talk about them, but I need you to identify another player or two that you're not familiar with mm -hmm. to put him out. He didn't do it. So his ass ain't coming back this Absolutely. year. You're smart. Absolutely. You ain't wrong. Like, no, no, you, you know that these, I, I know you, everyone knows that the Angelos yeah. and, the, and, the, and the Chris Riddles yeah. and the KJs and the, and these are great players. And I appreciate them even lending their, technically their likeness and images and their, yeah. and their abilities to the pro. But there's going to be some other players that there don't know. that people don't know right. that people should know that people should know i got i got two That's other players there. coming from philly who they're on nobody's radar yeah. they're one is a freshman one is a sophomore but this is the type of opportunity that they need to be seen then of course there's some players here some really good players here that you know 
these 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 bloggers who who in these in these rankings and it's like they got to do a better job with this shit, man. Like I'm I'm tired of seeing y'all talking about the same people when it's it's other people, other kids that that deserve an opportunity. Y'all ranking kids and y'all not even seeing them. Versus y'all going to see kids and y'all not even giving no shit. It's a kid, uh, Dietrich Richardson, I think it's his name. He's from Peoria. Kid getting a bunch of offers. I'm seeing him up and down my timeline. I reached out to one one of the uh, ranking, uh, like, hey, I, I've been looking for him on y'all. Why, why he not on here? Ah, we ain't get a chance to go see him. How? How the fuck y'all? Like, hey, y'all got somebody down in that fucking area. <laughs> and now I've gotten off my soapbox and we're back to programming. This shit burns me up, man. This shit burns me up. Yeah, but I mean, but you 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 hit it on the head, and I mean, this, that's his pet peeve. He he's he's really hot on that part with with the people that's that runs the event about. Hey, what are they doing for the event, and how are they? Publicizing event before the event, yeah, not right. the day of, not the day of. Yeah. How, how, what are they doing to publicize this event and make it better beforehand, and not just coming there with their camera and I'm a whole list, and you got this, and you got this, and now we got three people with a pass walking around and don't nobody even know don't, how to don't use know the shit. camera. And and and, and, they, and they not when they when they post they shit, they not even putting a classic tag logo on it. it. Don't yeah. tag it or nothing. So that's another thing. And my email to these videographers, which is get ready to go out. If you don't tag our shit, you never get invited again. I, that's in my email. You're not coming the yeah. fuck back. And I'm also those words. BBA joint. We have four photographers come out, and I believe two of them just sat down and maybe took like three mm-hmm. pictures. I'm like, nah, y'all nah, never nah, again. Nah. Never again. So here, here's here. So not exactly those words, but very similar. Because I was so, going to ask you to send me the letter, but I don't think we're able to use yeah, those yeah, words. Yeah. Okay. So, here, here, <laughs> so it's the, the logo needs to be there. The other thing is being assigned to a player. The other thing is I'm also given specific instructions of rotating games. So everybody ain't going to just be bunched underneath. Everybody oh, gets an opportunity to film a game. game okay, right, so you got to, you got to, last year I had to kick a guy out because he didn't want to rotate. I had somebody in charge of the media. And so I was kind of a, a little, not annoyed, but like, it's like, he, he was from out of town and it's like, you know, handle this. And so when a guy wouldn't rotate, he was like, yo, dude won't rotate. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, yo, you don't want to rotate? You can leave. And he left. It's like, all right, well, like, y'all gonna do the, the, the stuff that we're asking y'all to do for, for our event. Mm-hmm. Like, and then for the kids, I think because it's highly, sometimes th- these kids don't really understand that these media people, the good ones, are a direct result of your opportunities. So make sure you tag them. This is their livelihood. They're doing shit for you. So tag them. Repost their shit. If it's you, you know, friend them and and, and, and suggest them out. And so we have we have a specific strategy to the vision when it comes to um to this stuff. So and it makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, I, I I thank you, gentlemen, um for for coming on. We're looking forward to being there. I appreciate the opportunity to come out. Like I am very excited. Yeah. This will be yeah. my first time. There, albeit my son never getting a chance to play in the shit. <laughs> Thank you to all the schools that he fucking went to. But I'll at least get a chance to go now. The fuck? <laughs> but we'll be there. 
and it's my birthday so like I'll get a chance to you know kind of hang out yes. um, but I definitely want to give a shout out to you guys like this the, the classic is definitely you know one of Chicago's uh, legendary events as, as well known well received um, and kids coaches and people alike are like dying to get there so yes. so we um, December 1st 2nd and 3rd Oh, let me read off the teams real quick. I actually okay. wrote this down. So, so we got the Paul versus Lane Tech. I'm taking Lane Tech. Lynn Bloom versus Juliet West. I'm taking Lynn Bloom. Bowling Brook versus Warren. Mm. I'm gonna go with Bowling Brook just because I know them. Okay. I don't really know much about Bo- uh, Warren except for they got the one freshman young man. Uh, Whitney Young versus Cardinal Ritter. I think I gotta go with Whitney Young. <laughs> I was gonna take Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> we got Thornwood uh, Excuse me Thornton versus Kenwood That's going to be a great game I, I think I think Kenwood is going to squeak that out I think Kenwood is going to squeak that out We got Mount Carmel Versus Vachon I'm taking the hometown team With Mark Carmel um, Angelo uh, Saravino is, He tough He tough And then um, HF versus Gonzaga I don't know much about Gonzaga One of the perennial programs Out of uh, D.C. I do know Gonzaga So I'm taking Gonzaga <laughs> I'm sorry, JD. Uh, Riverside Brookfield versus St. Ignatius. I'm taking Riverside Brookfield in this game. Mm. Uh, Simeon versus Hillcrest. I'm gonna take Simeon. Um, they're young. Uh, Hillcrest is young. Yeah. They're young. Um, but I, you know, you know, um, uh, yeah, Don Coach Houston. He always got his teams prepared. But I'm gonna take Simeon. St. Lawrence versus Maris. I'm taking St. Lawrence just the fuck because. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking because. <laughs> So when you see this, Hines, you can call me. You know I love you. All right. High Park versus Pace. I'm not familiar with Pace. Where are they from? Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, I used to live there, so I'm taking them. I used to live in Atlanta, so I'm taking Pace. Curie versus Sidwell and Friends. Where are they from? D.C. D.C. I'm going to take Curie. Uh, Fenwick versus Oak Park. I'm going to take... I'm going to take Oak Park. I'm going to take Oak Park in that one. And then, of course, the girls. You have Butler versus uh, SF. HF. Oh, I don't know why I type S. I apologize. HF. I'm going to tell you, where's Butler from? Chicago. Chicago. The coach's daughter goes there. I'm going to take HF. <laughs> <laughs> then you have uh, Bolingbrook versus Kenwood. I'm going to take... Good game. Yeah, it is a good game. I'm going to take Kenwood. Good game. I'm going to take Kenwood. Uh, Loyola versus Vashon. I'm going to take Loyola. Simeon versus Thornton. I'm gonna take Simeon. If Phillips versus Lions, I'm gonna take Phillips. Okay. And Whitney Young versus Naperville Central. I'm gonna take Whitney Young. Great. Okay. Those girls' games are some great games. Yeah, I mean, the, the the whole lineup is really good. I mean, when we looked at the lineup, and we did that switched probably ten. Right before, to, right before I mean, it's. Got the final thing the day before, but that actually switched about ten to twelve times when and, we and, first initially started. And, and, and so to that point, one of the things people always wonder: why do we roll out the schedule? Kind of how we do it because stuff changes at school. Mm-hmm. Stuff changes, and if you notice, there are no times yet. Right, there are no right, times. Right, right, right. Because if Rob decides he wants to get into the portal, or, <laughs> or Rob hurts his ankle, you used to be a marquee game. We need to move you from marquee. Right, right, from marquee. So. <laughs> So, so versus putting it out there and having to change it, yeah. we just kind of roll it out, kind of systematically. So, so if I'm guessing, just off of looks, as of right now, the marquee game, I would assume is Thornton and Kenwood. I'm not sure. Okay, not sure. Okay, 
Just make sure. Let's just put it like this. They'll be in a real good place. They'll be in a real good place. I'm sure. I'm sure. And the games are being played where? UIC. Credit credit one on one. Okay, okay, okay. Credit one. And and this year we did something a little bit different too. Tickets are on sale now. Oh. Tickets are on sale now. How how do they get tickets? All participating schools, uh, UIC box office, and and Ticketmaster. The tickets are on sale. We we started early because there's so much of a buzz for it. Mm. We didn't want to wait to the last minute mm. and people be able to miss out or can't get it. So we, we, we decided to start stuff early just you know, just because cause the event is, is the event. And we've been having people reach out, you know, through Especially for them out of town teams. Yeah. yeah, especially for those guys. And they just want to get tickets and stuff like that. So we're just trying to figure out. And a lot Pace, of those teams actually travel pretty well. Yeah, Pace has a great, yeah. I mean. Uh, they have an alumni group here. Yeah, my uh, good friend, Coach White, who's the 16U for USA, who just won a gold medal. Uh, he has a, Pace has a large alumni here in Chicago. Okay. And they're taking those kids out to dinner after the game and nice, stuff like nice, that and be at the nice. game. So they got a lot of people that be in town. And we're, we're, like, where are the kids staying at? Or is that like a secret thing where y'all no, prefer not no, to tell? No, they stay at the, uh, uh, the Hyatt region. It's the Hyatt region. It's Hyatt downtown. Hyatt downtown. Nice. Uh, Magnificent Mile. But it's like right off of uh, Michigan Avenue. And are you guys doing like a like a, like a a big like meet and greet with the teams, food? No, and it, shit? It, we used to do a dinner, dinner and we and used to do a breakfast, breakfast, but we didn't play games on Friday when we did that. Okay. So once we went to Friday games, the teams from out of town fly in on Friday night. They'll practice. They'll practice. And then some of them may want to go over to the arena to watch some of the rivalry games that take place on Friday. Or others, that might be a time when they decide they want to do something on their own. And we'll provide food in that form at the hotel. But we're right on Michigan Avenue. So, you know, there's no better place to go in Chicago. You're right there. Just walk over to the... we're not at the one by the river. Oh, okay. We're we're the one Close right to, off of. You, you can, they can almost walk, walk to Navy to, Pier. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 in that area, so yeah. we put them with places where they can still go and see yeah. different things too, and and be out there. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, and I'm, we have a we have a <clears throat> have a coaches social yeah. in the hotel every night just to you know just to chop it up with the coaches and some of the parents and stuff that. Out of town parents that come in and they families and stuff like that. So we kind of had that in, inside the hotel. Well, we're definitely looking forward to being down there, you know, just to kind of, you know, bring our platform down, interview some of these players from out of town, like just kind of uh, putting, doing what our platform is designed to do, giving yeah. some highlights to these high school uh, yeah. kids. We want to interview some parents. We want to interview some of the coaches. Like, uh, we're looking forward to the whole. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to, to, to tap in any kind of way you want to tap in. You just get with either one of us and we'll get you with to the media to person, the media person yeah. and they'll be able to tap you in and if you have any okay. issues with that then we, we'll, we'll make sure that they know that hey this is a priority to us Yep. and that's one good thing about the, the those people they we still have a priority you know <laughs> and um, and the other thing is if you guys ever want to get any of the players we, we encourage that yeah. we really definitely. want some of the players in yeah, the definitely. Yeah. that can come and oh, talk oh definitely yeah. we've already had two like at Lane Tech we've had Shahid Soli okay. on okay. Uh, Lynn Bloom we've already had Jashawn on um, and so like okay, let's look at Jashawn they weren't in the event they weren't in the event but we said he deserves to be in the event absolutely and, uh, yeah. and, and we couldn't make it work but they agreed to to play and they agreed to play at an early timeline which you know wasn't perfect but we wanted that team and him to be in the event because he deserves it those two kids Jashawn and Shahid, Shahid yep. are like 
Phenomenal. Phenomenal kids. I mean, phenomenal. They were up here and just really blew me away just with their demeanor and their maturity. I was like blown away by them, um, both and, of them. And, and that's a, that, those things go into the classic and selecting too. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you said, that, that kid deserved to be there. I mean, I know that there were, you know, 10 to 15 schools who tried to get him to come to their place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he Both thing was with Both like, and his sure. thing was like, I'm going to stay where I'm at and just continue to do this. So being loyal to this, let's try to be loyal to him as well. You know, and, it, and not saying if he wouldn't have went someplace else, we wouldn't have tried to get the team to come, but just that. That alone. That alone sucked us in mm-hmm. to say, hey, let's, let's just try to make it work for the kid. Because of course, like you're saying with your kid, he wants to be in the event. Right. He's looking like I'm one of those players and I'm not in it. I'm not in it. I should be in it. I should be in it. And my, we my, have some other kids that's probably seniors who think the same way. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just entirely too hard. Like we I mean, we just sit at the end when we get all these phone calls and can we get in and why wasn't we picked and you when know, do y'all what's cut next that year? off? Like, you know what, I'm not dealing with that shit. We already fucked I mean, we ahead. I mean, it just it's, it it kind of stopped now. Okay. Because we we issued out everything out yeah, there, and there's yeah. no more times. But I mean, literally up until the day of mm-hmm. this is going out, we were still getting calls on why come yeah, we're why not in. Yeah, why did I get in it? Why you know? did I, I'm like, it's and and we we literally take turns kind of picking the teams like. It, Okay, Rob, this show, yeah, I, I don't want to deal with this, you know, this, you you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I pick and fig, figure out and I call him and say, hey, what do you think about this person? What about this team? And then he said, hey, I saw them. They're probably not that good or blah, 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 blah. And um, by me being away this year, he knew more of the players, you know, and what was going on. Gotcha, gotcha. And I knew the, the guys who were at Whitney Young because gotcha. I saw them. I didn't, I mean, this is part of my um, – Getting away from the game. Right. I didn't go to. I haven't been to no fall leagues, which I normally would go, even right. though we weren't playing. <clears throat> I didn't go to none of the stuff in the summer or spring, mm-hmm. uh, just to be away from it. <clears throat> so, like I say, I truly don't know What's who's what? on right. what roster right. besides right. the ones who played over at the event that we had at Young. Right. I, I don't even know um, who's on these teams. I mean, you hear transfers and all that type of stuff, right. but I couldn't tell you that. You know this person. I I would know my whole conference by now. Right. Question for I got a question for you, Rob. How many games can you schedule? A year. Yeah. I don't know. I know because you call me every year to answer that question. I'm just trying to see if you really round up. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know. <laughs> but see here. But, but see, this is what this is what I'm saying. Instead of doing it wrong, who I am or who they say I am. I would call him every year and say, how many games do we get? And he would say, I just told so you this last year. <laughs> but so that I don't get it wrong, yeah. I would call and just ask the question. Instead of me booking too many games and the IHSA saying, hey, you got too many games, you got a forfeit or this, I would just call. It's not hard. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I, phone I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know and I don't remember. Right, 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 right. right. I can count him up on this old schedule, but I know he knows. Right. So why would I ask him? Right, right. But that's something that the younger coaches have to do and have to ask and don't be afraid. Yeah, to, to reach and out And don't to think that it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, I asked him this for the last <laughs> eight, nine years. I, he probably like, he's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> he kept telling the same shit. <laughs> but, but you're right. And, and some, of these, some of these young coaches, and we're not going to beat up on coaches. We're going to let this thing in. But some of these guys have too much 
I guess they call it pride to ask. Oh, yeah. I, I ain't never been afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. If you don't know, you got to ask. You definitely do. The only dumb I'd, question I'd is rather, the one that's not asked. I'd rather ask and get it right than not ask and get it get wrong. wrong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just me. Well, again, I appreciate you gentlemen being up here. So it's, no, it's been great having you guys up what, here. What is uh, Dion said? I got the receipt. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I definitely appreciate you guys being up here. This is this has been great. I mean, we went like I can keep talking to y'all forever, but so. you know it is what it is. I'm um, looking forward to the event. The uh, Chicago Elite Classic is December 1st through the 3rd. Um, great games. You can get your tickets now from the select teams that are participating as well as the box office down at UIC. Yes. All right, so make sure y'all get your tickets. He said Ticketmaster too, right? Yeah, yeah Ticketmaster, yes. Don't wait too late and, and don't call them because no, I mean, you ain't getting no tickets from their asses. It's no, like, don't call them. Don't call them and don't wait till the last minute to get your tickets because you'd be shit out of luck. All right? And um, yeah. On that note, shout out to my guy Bo over there uh, from AGM Plus. Uh, shout out to uh, Tyree uh, from Numerac. Shout out to Derek, um, who uh, has definitely been uh, supportive of the platform. And then, of course, shout out to me and my guy uh, Ryan Foran for the uh, Town Showcase October the 28th. We got a, a great event coming up down at the um, 167 Green Street Gym. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having us. All right. On that note, we'll see you all on the next episode.